feet and just touches him up all night long. It's not like he's got a different style. He understands space. He understands range. You've got to come to him, and when you're coming to him, you're going to eat something. You're going to eat a knee. You're going to eat a kick. You're going to get slapped in the face. I mean, it's just one of these things where Jeff Neal is fast enough and he is explosive enough, much like Tyron Woodley, where if he can step in, pop, pop, boom, and do some damage and he can change the night, good, and good luck to you, but that's your best hope for success. You're going to have to have some of those explosive movements. You're going to have to get to that target before it gets out of the way before you eat a kick, and then you're going to have to hope that it hurts, that it changes him. Tough style, tough match. There's also a question that I cannot help but ask, and I have the right to ask as a viewer, which is, why are we here? Why are we here? Why are we doing this? What exactly is on the line? And generally, I would have a pretty good answer to my own rhetorical question, which I would then pose for you guys, but I'm stuck on this one, because 170 is a little bit odd. I mean, 170 is a little bit odd when you have two championships, one around Usman's waist, one around Masvidal's waist. We're told that Usman is going to fight Burns next, and we believe it. We're unclear if Masvidal is ever going to defend his championship, or if that's even an option for him. We're very unclear on that. And it looks as though coming through the back door is a guy named Chemayev that's not going to be ignored. Should Chemayev get beat by Leon, we're also told that Leon was told on good authority, you take this guy, you beat this guy, and you're next. I mean, it's one of those things where what exactly is on the line? What exactly is this for? Do these guys have a beef? Is it a personal grudge match? I love a personal grudge match, but generally when it is a personal grudge, one guy isn't named Wonder Boy because he's the nicest guy you're going to meet and everybody loves him. And they, I mean, you see my problem here? What are we fighting for? What is this about? Is this just for fun? Is this because there was nothing else to do on a Saturday night? I'm in. I am in, but I would like to know so I could tell you and get you guys in. I'm a little confused as to how exactly we got here. This was supposed to be Chemaya versus uh, Leon, just to remind you guys where we were at. COVID hit that fight one or both directions. And all of a sudden, Wonder Boy and, and Neil go to the top of the bill. And every time Wonder Boy has done an interview this week... It's been about Chemayev. I haven't heard Neil say boo. I don't know if he's not getting interviewed. I don't know if his interviews were... I don't know. I have not heard anything from Neil. And when I do hear from Wonderboy, he's talking about a guy that he's not even fighting, which brings me to the... What, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Let's also tell you another story. I'm a human being. I can't always get around that, the human element to it, right? I was backstage at a UFC. And I walked past this super sharp-dressed dude. He had on this fly jacket, tie, the whole bit. It was this red jacket. It looked fantastic looking. And I said to him, I said, man, you look sharp tonight. And the guy was on a cell phone, and he never so much as looked up. He continued texting whoever he was texting. He was wearing sunglasses, and he says, thanks. So I turn and I keep walking. I said to Helwani, who was the guy in the red jacket? And he said, that was Jeff Neal. I don't know. A little bit hard for me to like Neil at this point, isn't it? I mean, a little bit hard. He could have looked up. He could have he quit texting. He could have said, thanks, Chael. I was speaking to Ariel earlier today. We were doing Ariel and the Bad Guy. And he was sharing with me that he had just done an interview with Anthony Pettis. And he said, Chael, I've never seen Pettis like this. He said that Pettis has been working with a sports psychologist working on the mental side of things, and he was very candid in sharing with Ariel some of what Pettis views as his own shortcomings, some of the fears and the anxieties he goes through, but he was even talking about alcohol, marijuana use, just some real life-changing decisions that he's made as of late.
And Air, and I said to Air, like, well, what do you mean? You said you said you've never seen him like this. Does that mean you've never heard him discuss these things, or he he seemed like a different person? He goes, dude, he was a different person. And I go, what? But explain this to me. What? I haven't seen the interview. Explain. What do you mean? He said, okay. He goes, if I was to use a word, it would be maturity. He said there was just such a maturity coming out of of Anthony Pettis, and and he said that Pettis told him he's never been in a better spot mentally going into a fight. Now. Pettis is about to take on Alex. Alex is a total stud. He's also not a household name. Pettis was on the Wheaties box. Nominated for an ESPY with a Showtime kick. He's a former champion of the world. I mean, right, he's one of these guys you can't just get on the docket with. And I think one of the reasons that Alex is getting this opportunity, Pettis had shared this is his last fight on his contract. So it's one of those things, right? I mean, you see where the politics start to play in. Hey, if we're not going to have Pettis around, then he's going to pass the shine to somebody else. He's going to pass the torch. Or if he's going to redo his contract, he's going to have to show 